Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? Good evening, dear listeners, United States citizens, occupants of the world, outliers of the universe, welcome to Listening to Two White Guys Talk About Movies. That should have been the name for the show, but three white guys talking about movies. <laughs> hindsight's, hindsight's 2020, you know? But I think we need more white dudes talking about movies. Isn't that like personally. every movie podcast ever? As far as I know. This is a sort of kind of bonus ep- episode. We're talking about an older film. Which you can obviously tell by the title is Ridley Scott's Blade Runner, which is 35 years old as of like, a couple months ago. Which is like Ridley, not get it? Can Can you explain that, please? No, I can't actually. Can you try? Mm, I I'm bad at jokes. I'm joking. That's bad. that's me explaining. Like Breaking Bad at jokes. Am I right? I'm the one who taps right. Yeah. Um, so today we're talking about Blade Runner in anticipation, in fever and anticipation for the Denis Villeneuve directed sequel. But before we do, we have a little, an interesting little game. So even though Josh and I aren't technically married yet, um, we're going to play sort of an inverse of the newlywed game. Except there's only two people, and we have to be honest with our answers and not just say the opposite of what we mean to screw over the other person. So basically how it works is we're going to we're going to propose we're going to bring up two movies. Two movies that we've seen. The other person has to based on our taste tell us tell the other which one they like more. And of course, this takes a great amount of honesty. So, but when you have Josh Newell on a podcast that may be hard to come by, but we're going to try our best. So, it's the first person to guess three right wins. And, um, I don't know, maybe we'll throw a point at it. Who knows, with a never-ending point system. So, Josh, would you like to go first? Or would you like sure. to? Okay. You only get, like, a point towards the three for a correct answer. Like, I don't get one if you get it wrong, and you don't get one if I get it wrong. Yada, yada. Okay. So, okay. go for it. All right. I am going to... Two movies I'm going to give you are... Pick, give me two Pixar movies. Okay. Okay. Those movies are... Inside Out, Ooh, okay. and The Incredibles. Hmm. Which one do I like more? So I know this was a very long time ago, but I distinctly remember Inside Out not being on your list in 2015 because I was upset about Steve Jobs not being there, and I feel like so I feel like it didn't get there. And I know you really want to, you're really hyped for The Incredibles too. I'm going to say The Incredibles. You like The Incredibles more than Inside Out. That is... Is what? Okay. Incorrect. Incorrect? Incorrect. Okay. I'm not mad about that. I'm okay with that. (laughs) They're both great. All right. Your turn. So. All right. What do I like? What do I, Mason Merritt, like more? Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. The Raider of the Lost Ark? Is it Raider or Ra- Raiders? Raiders. Raiders. There we go. 
I think I might have given it away, but maybe not. <laughs> Do I like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Last Ark or Snowpiercer more? Huh. Talk it out. What do you with myself? Like yeah, talk it out. With, yeah, do what I do. Um, Just inner, outer I, outer monologue to F, man. I know. Well, you are the contrarian on. Contrarian? Come on. What, what did I say? I don't know. You said contrarian. You hit Whatever. the wrong vowels, brah. You disagree with the world on ninety percent of everything. I really don't. Mm. I really mm. don't. I think you under. I think you overestimate the world consensus. That's a thing. That's also probably true. Um, There's always a little bit of sprinkle of truth. Let's see. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna go ahead and say you like Snowpiercer more. You are correct. I do. Really? By the slimmest of mar- I love. I love. I mean, I love them both. But Snowpiercer, there's just something about. That movie, man, like it is so brutal and it's so cool. There's just a tr- there's a train in the middle of the frozen world, and they have to fight to the front of the train. It's just ah, it's so cool. I love Snowpiercer. I'm down for that movie. Ninety nine times out of a thousand. Nine, wow, that doesn't sound very good. Ninety nine times out of a ninety nine times. But I love I love Raiders. I think it's great. I think it's real great. Okay, so uh, point Josh, I guess. All right. Boom. Okay, so my f- my two films are so do I like Training Day or Tomorrowland more? Huh. So for those who don't See, know, Training well, Day is a 2001 kind of cop film with the uh, Denzel Washington and what's his name? Jay, I don't remember. The wow, I cannot believe I'm the guy. I only from, know it's. I only know it's director and writer. I don't. I don't, and I don't know who else is in it. It's Antoine Fuqua, Ethan Hawke. Yep. That's who's in it. Antoine, yeah, yeah. Ethan. Yeah, who wrote Antoine it? Fuqua. Who did? The director of Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad. Oh, did he? Yep. That's cool. I. That's. I'm fine with that. That's a good movie. I don't know why you're. Oh, you're trying to trigger me on the Suicide Squad thing. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. Okay, and then and then Tomorrowland is directed by Brad Bird, written That's by Linda Loft with George Clooney. Let's see. Um, I know you like that movie for whatever reason. Uh, for whatever reason, it's 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 happens. Um, Training Day. I haven't seen Training Day, so I don't know. Oh, good movie. But, tom- but Tomorrowland was. Tomorrowland was Tomorrowland. Um, uh, let me think. Knowing you're t- you're all into the whole, sp- I don't know, the crime thing. I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna go with Training Day. Just out of a guess. You are incorrect. Really? I like Training Day, but Tomorrowland is. The only thing I don't like about this movie is the main is the girl who plays Casey, like Britt Robertson or something like that. She's awful. Oh, oh what I love her. <sighs> she's one. Of, she's one of the only things I liked about the movie. Yeah, she just drives me up a wall. I don't. I think she. Uh, she's. She's trying she's way so too likable. hard. But that movie's that movie's dope. I don't care what anybody says. I like how optimistic and I. I like how just 
sweet and kind of old school and throwback he is. And Clooney's great, and Hugh Laurie's awesome. I uh, I'll defend Tomorrowland any day out of the week. It's I like a- that. I, I like it until it gets to the actual Tomorrowland, and it's like yeah, just it gave me just enough. I can I can dig it. I can dig it. Hey. Um. All right. It is your turn. Okay. So, let me think. I'm trying to go with movies that, like, aren't related to each other. But, like, that seems like the easier way to go. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is sort of, this is related, but not completely. Um. I've said before, one of my favorite directors, Wes Craven. Of his two arguably greatest movies, which of these is my favorite? A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, boy. Or Scream. Hmm. A Nightmare on Elm Street is Freddy, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. You did just watch it. I did. <laughs> Less than a week ago, but I still need that little extra oomph. Uh, sheesh. Uh, hmm. That's hard, because I know you like Freddy and stuff. But with Scream, that's like that's that's uh, I was gonna say that's Wes Craven, but they're both Wes Craven. Damn. Uh, hmm. You know what? I'm gonna go with Scream because I know there's that one character who talks a lot about movies and like he like what's his name like Scott or something like that. Um, I don't remember. I just know he's played by Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. Fuck Jamie Kennedy. Um, <laughs> I love him, but fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Scream. I think you like Scream more. You are correct. Boom! Ow! Yeah. By a slim margin, I'm assuming. Uh, actually, Nightmare on Elm Street isn't even my number two. It's my number three. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're tied at one. Uh, I picked two terrible movies that are both, uh, what's his name, Dr. Seuss adaptations. So what do I like more? Oh, my God. How the Grinch Stole Christmas or The Cat in the Hat? The Cat in the Hat. Really? I... Okay. You're incorrect. It's wrong. Oh, what? Cat in okay. the Hat makes one hurl. I thought you liked that movie for some reason. I hate both of them so much. Oh. They're both oh, disgusting and ugly I love The weird. Grinch, so... But The Grinch is at least a Christmas movie. <laughs> That's the bare minimum. <laughs> it's at least Christmas, and I kind of get, like, oh, Christmas is great when I watch it, but, ugh, God. That movie's amazing. I don't care what anyone says. Grinch? I, see, yeah. I wouldn't mind it. Like, it's not... Jim partic- Carrey is so good in that movie. Yeah, he's fine. It's it's not particularly well-made, like, at all. It's so well-made. Han Solo's gonna be great. Oh, my God, that's Ron Howard, right? Jesus. But yeah. I just... <laughs> This is another one of my weird little quirks. The Who's. It's right out of horrible. the books. That works in a book. That does not work in a movie. They just look. They look like abominations. They really do. And I hate. Ugh. It's adorable. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's actually really terrifying. It but is. I was like, the seven noses, when I saw it. like tick up and ugh, barf. <laughs> Freaking barf, man. Oh, that Cindy Lou Who hair. How great is that? Where did she? I, it, I if she hasn't done porn, I'm gonna be surprised because that. He's a singer. Okay, that's news to me. All right. Taylor Momsen? You don't know who that is? No. Why would I? Oh. 
I don't know. How do you spell her last name? Is it M-O-B-S-E-N? M-O-M-S-E-N. Her name is Momsen? Oh, my God. Uh, She's got a lot of eyeliner on, so I know she's a terrible singer. She's a great singer. Let's see. All right, I'm gonna. I'm looking up Pretty Reckless on Spotify right now. They're an awesome to... band. Okay, here we go. What's their their best song? Is oh, they're the Pretty Reckless. Ugh, cool. Their big song is Heaven Knows. Let's let's let's. That's see. a good song. Okay, there's. It sounds like We Will Rock You. Oh, she's not bad. All right, I take back what I said. She's kind of good. All right. Sure. All right. Point, Josh. Oh, hey, I'll give you that. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll give you a metaphorical point. I'll give you, like, you know, one in the ether, but I'm not going to give you a legit point. Hell no, bruh. Uh, okay, so so it's still tied at one. So is it your turn? Yeah. Did I just? No. I just We went. just went. Okay. I just went. Didn't we all just went? This one of them I've only just watched recently, but I think it's one of my new favorite movies, like, ever. Oh, yeah, I think I know. We need to talk about it at the very end of the show. Okay. That's another so, discussion. So these two movies are American History X, okay, and The Truman Show. Oh, that's tough. I've seen one of them, I've, which we'll reveal you later. Haven't seen American History X? No, I haven't. I don't know. I was going to, but then the whole Nazi stuff. I was just like, yeah, I can't deal with that. I know it's. So- I'm sure it's great. I've heard everything. Like I've heard that it's like fantastic and really, you know kind of it wakes you up and it's just a curb stomp right to the heart um (laughs) (laughs) boom best line Um, oh my god hmm. i'm gonna say because you just watched the truman show recently and i know you've liked american history x for a very long time i'm gonna go with american history x that is correct all right thank you second point for mason i've got two movies one released in like 2014, the other released in 2004, maybe like, or mid 2000s. So the first movie is the RoboCop remake with Joel Kinnaman, because that movie exists. Why? Why does it exist, or why? Is yeah, it... why does it exist? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Did people think Joel Kinnaman was gonna be like a person? Because he's I don't not. Know. He's when they told not... when, when they said it was going to be PG thirteen, I kind of just stopped caring and never saw it. Yeah, I didn't know. I just wanted something to do. <laughs> and I just like, hey, you want to go see? Ro-? I text my friend. I was like, go see RoboCop. He's like, yeah, have I'm seen, bored. Have you seen the original RoboCop? I haven't, and I know that's okay, you disgusting. should. It's amazing. Murphy. I know he gets wrecked by a bunch of cops or whatever. Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. Okay, so do I like RoboCop 2014 with Joel Kinnaman or Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan? Which one do I like more? I mean, one of them is... Well, see, I say one of them's a great movie, but then I think about other movies I like that you have also seen and don't like. That's the point and of this I, game. That's why question, this game... See, I think we need I to make this... Myself. I think we need to make this a game game because this is there's a lot of... Bet, there's a lot of thinking that has to go into this. You gotta like take the other person's quirks into account, and this is this is a test run, and I think I'm liking it so far. So the ro- so it's RoboCop and Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. You say you liked Curtis. both of them or don't like either of them? I'm not going to say. Well, that's not fair. That's fair. That's completely fair. <laughs> Let me see. I'll give you a five count. I'm going to pull it because I don't feel like editing that much. Five, four, three, two, one. Answer. 
I'm going to say Freaky Friday. You're correct. I like Freaky Friday. That's a good, okay, that's good. A solid, a good entertaining movie. Mo- yeah. I'm not, I'm not as cynical as you think I am. That movie's awesome. Okay. Well, that's debatable, but you know. I'm not as consistently cynical as you think I am. <laughs> no, I'm always down. I, I, I got a nostalgia for that one, sure. It's a great uh, movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so go ahead. Okay, so my two movies. I hate both of these movies. Ooh, that's interesting. But they're also movies that I think can be enjoyed because they're so terrible. Okay. I'm not allowed to have those movies, apparently, so. Why? You you ripped on me for hating Book of Henry, even though I thought it was funny, and Batman and Robin for hating but thinking no, it was I funny. No, I didn't say that. You threatened my family. I don't think I did. But this is not the one I like more. This is the one that I think is, I guess, f- funnier because okay. it's terrible. Okay. Well, that, I'll count that as like, so whatever. Okay. One of them is Superman 4. Quest for Peace. Quest for Peace. Of course. And the other is Jaws the Revenge. Okay. So here's my thinking. Superman, Quest for Peace, is a bad Superman movie, but that doesn't know it's a bad Superman movie because it does, like, Nuclear Man and... Gene Hackman's doing whatever, but Jaws comes from a horror franchise, and I know you get a visceral enjoyment out of seeing people die. And that's, at, at the very least, that's what a Jaws movie can do, so. But then again, you like Superman. But then again, that movie's terrible. I've heard, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's terrible and boring. So I'm going to go with Jaws. I'm going to go with Jaws. Final answer. That is correct. Thank you. So Jaws puts, of Revenge. So that puts me at three, so I'm going to give you one last chance to tie. Or actually, we'll end it after this one. We won't even call a winner. No points, but this is the last <laughs> one. So I picked a couple of Disney animated movies. Okay. Mm. So what do I like more? Aladdin or Mulan? I'm going to say... But why? Talk it through. Tell me why oh. you think the way you think. Well, because you don't seem very into the Aladdin remake, whereas the Mulan remake, you seem to love the music. And that's the only real information I have okay. to go off of. Hmm. But didn't I? I thought I also mentioned that I'm not. Look, I don't want anybody to redo the genie. Hmm. Interesting. I never heard. I never. I don't recall hearing that, but. No, I just said like I, I basically said like how do you how do you replace Robin Williams as a genie? It's just one of those roles that nobody else can should can and should do, but I don't Willie know. will do okay. I think he'll do fine. Yeah. If anybody it's you know either he or Bill Hader could do it, so Hader'd be great. Hmm. Um I think I'm gonna say Mulan. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, I figured. Let's get down to business. Yeah. To defeat the Huns. I hope oh, that song. So is, I hope the songs aren't in the movie. Oh, God. You're the worst person. 
I love those songs. Those songs hype me up. They could play yeah, those in the club, and I'll just be raging. Oh I want God. like a, I want like a, like a, a, a big like a breathing heavy fire. I'm just gonna sing over any complaints that you make. <laughs> Great typhoon. I'll, I'll bop it to that anytime. I mean, the rest of me, other than B, other than that one, I'm just like, eh, they're fine. But that one especially is just so cool. That if they have that and nothing else, I'm fine. I don't care. What if they just have like a musical score version of it? No. Yes. No. That's all I want. <laughs> See, that's no fun. Where's the fun in that? That's not an adaptation. Well, I guess technically it's an adaptation because you you're just cutting that stuff just to be so it's cool and gritty, and that's not yeah, I the like point that. of a of remaking a Disney classic. I don't know. Whatever. Um. Plus, there's just so many great singers that could do those songs. I don't know. Are they going to do white? They're probably going to whitewash a little bit. Nah. Get some K-poppers. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, All right. Sweet. But the real, the main event, of course, is Blade Runner. And this is an interesting movie for the two of us. Because for a very long time, both of us didn't like it at all. Like, I remember seeing this however many years ago. And it's just one of those movies that you always hear about. It's like, oh, Blade when you know, when you hear science fiction, it's immediately Blade Runner you know, I guess Star Wars kind of, and, you know, it's just one of those seminal works of the genre, of the genre and all that, and I knew Ridley Scott, and I knew Harrison Ford, obviously, so I sat down, like, man, had it been four or five years ago, maybe, started watching, I just couldn't get into it, I was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's fine, it's whatever, it's a little bit boring, and then once I saw more stuff, and kind of, um, my, my taste, I don't know if it matured, but it just sort of evolved a little bit and changed and um then I you know I I made it a note to like yeah if I got a I bought it I bought it on Blu-ray and I was like oh I've been mean I need to rewatch this I I think I might be, I might deserve a second look and then when I was in New York I saw that one of my favorite theaters Landmark Sunshine that I mentioned last week was doing a Sunshine at Midnight where they had a screening of this at midnight and I was like boom there we go let's go check it out and I did and I don't think that this is this isn't going to be one of my favorite movies ever, just because I do have some things in it. There's some things in it that I just don't really care for, and that I'm not as interested by. But I mean, it's a beautiful. I think it's a beautiful looking movie. I think it is. You know, it's one of the cooler. I think. Well, I I think it's the definitive sci-fi futuristic kind of vision because you know, a lot of it did come true in some form in one form or another. Um, you know, it's. I think sci-fi is at its best when it can influence future technology. And this did it, and then um, Spielberg's, uh, what was it, Minority Report did it. And Back to the Future kind of did it. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Jury's kind of out on that one. But, uh, yeah, but as far as science fiction goes, I think this is definitely the most influential. Is it my favorite? No, not really. Is it the best? Might be, but it's not for me to say. Uh, But... I think it's got some value in it, and it looks like the the sequel is going to go in much more of a, an action adventure direction than this was this, which is like neo noir. But I'm okay with that because just this world is so fun to look at, and uh, I definitely see myself revisiting this at some point in the future. Not maybe not next year or the year after that, but sometime. Uh, so I like Blade Runner. Those are my initial thoughts. Uh, you had a similar experience, Josh. You did. Is sort of, except mine went a different direction. Um, so yeah, I saw this for the first time like 
want to say like five years ago. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I thought it was boring. I didn't get into it. So there were some cool things. There were some cool ideas. And then it just kind of wasn't for me. Um, so, you know, just spent the last few years not interested in any, interested in revisiting it. Finally, I did. Actually, I just finished watching it like an hour ago. Um, and I feel the same way I did five years ago. It's just, I, I couldn't, this movie is just not for me. I, I don't really know what else to say. It's just, I, I was, I wanted to like it. I went in the first like 15, 20 minutes, you know, it sets up the world and like the, the premise with the, the, um, replicants, um, and where the world's at and what happened with them. And I'm like, okay, that, that sounds really cool. Let's see where it goes with this. Um, there's, you know, a lot of potential. This, I don't really remember what happened. So, you know, I'm excited to see where this goes. And then the rest of the movie happens and I'm just like, I, I don't care. I don't care about Deckard. I don't care about these characters. I don't care about this story. It's really not interesting. It's not exciting. The things I like are the ideas and the visuals and the cinematography. It's a beautiful looking movie. I agree. Um, this is honestly, this is 1982. So like that, that's like 15 years ahead of its time as far as like visuals and, uh, uh, like cinematography goes. It just, this is a amazing looking movie. Some of the shots are like, I couldn't believe how old this movie was when I was watching it. Um, but other than some really cool, like ideas and like the mythology that's there, I just don't think it's used in a way that's interesting to me, and at least I don't think the characters are really like. There's no. I was never. There was no point where I was like, I'm interested in this guy. I care about what he's doing. I care about this journey he's on. This mission he's on. Um, maybe that's not the point. Which, you know, that's up for debate, I guess. But I. I don't know. I just, it's not for me. I understand. I can see kind of why people like it more now. I, I mean, I feel the same way about it as I kind of do with, I guess a good example, like a good comparison would be something like, I don't know, Watchmen. Um, where it's like, I, I appreciate things in it, but it's just, I can't get invested in it in any kind of emotional or story or character way. So, I just never care, and that's kind of a big deal for me. So, so but that that you bring up an interesting idea, and that is you feel like every with every movie you have to have, at least for you to get invested, you have to have an emotional core and an emotional center to it. Not that... even, not not completely. I think there are movies where, um, you can do it without that. Like I think two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. Shut up. Um. Is... I didn't say anything. <laughs> that movie sucks, but I didn't say anything. No, mm, well, well, you you thought it. Um, I I did. Yeah, first thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like that movie, I think is incredible. There's really no emotional hook to that movie in terms of its characters. Um, it's all about like. You okay, know... but that movie is basically that move. You know, two thousand and one and Blade Runner are both. I know I'm, I'm boiling. They're it doing down similar. To, they, I know they I'm boiling it similar. down to simplicities, but they are philosophical yes. eye candy. Yes, that's not a terrible characterization. So where does you know, I'm interested? Where does the divide come for you? I think the is reason it, that I don't care for it done here is because this one is more. Um, I guess I know 
weird way. I don't know if I'm explaining this right. It's smaller, if that makes sense. Like it's more, it's simpler. Like it's simpler in scale or simpler simpler in theme. Because I mean, because here's here's one of my things. I think the theme. I don't see where the theme comes in. Like everybody says. I don't know maybe I shouldn't hold this movie to what everybody says, but from everything I hear about the people who love this movie, they think about, they say what this movie is about, like is asking the question of what does it mean to be alive, and I've never really seen that. Because I mean, I can I can kind of see where they're coming from, but again, I don't I didn't pick up on any of that, so that stuff is meaningless to me because I didn't really grasp on any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just. Look for the stuff. If I can't get any of that stuff from it, I look at the stuff that I do know is there that I do know I should be looking for, which is, again, the characters and the plot, um, the themes and ideas. And it just doesn't it doesn't do much for me. Like it doesn't it doesn't grab me. So when you say it doesn't do much, does it mean that it just it does? It's not that it, like, don't I don't think it's a bad or... movie. I don't think this is a bad. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, the character of Deckard, like, I don't have any – there's never a point in the movie where I'm going, I am interested in this guy. I want to learn more about him or I am I want to follow his story. I'm just like – I mean, I'm forced to because I'm watching the movie about him. I'm just like, okay, this guy I don't really care about. He's doing this. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I'll find the story he's doing interesting. No, it's just he's after these replicants. I know, but what would it take for you to care about him? Give me more information about him. Or maybe make him a little more, which I don't, I don't know how they couldn't do, but make him more charismatic in a way, which I don't know how they didn't do because it's Harrison Ford. Um, give him more uh, relationships with other characters that could be interesting to watch, um, which they kind of try to do, but I never really felt anything for those. Um, I mean, just like base, little basic, like known screenwriting things like give your characters things to do and to believe in yeah okay i can see that because that's the thing i don't like about this movie is this is such a beaut this is a fantastic setup for and i i I hate to dumb it down like this but this is such a great setup for an action movie where you could do you know rick deckard is the he is the replicant hunter who you know, because like that that whole dialogue scene where they talk about um, Roy Batty, the the Rooker Howard character, about how they what they do, they like overthrew some spaceship and crash it to Earth, and now they're like the last replicants, and he has to track them down. Right? That sounds about. I'm asking you because yeah. you saw it more recently. Yeah. Uh, that's a cool. That's a really interesting idea, and in this kind of a world, with this kind of in this like with all the science fiction, this kind of technology, and all these different intricacies of this society, it doesn't live up to the concept really. Like this should this, you know, I'm not saying I don't want to say it should it should have been, but I think if this was like a Looper or a maybe not a Star Wars, but. You know, this is a this movie is a great concept for like a Django Fett movie, and I'd never I almost never say this, but this could have used more action. This could have used a bigger setup for the conflict. And I don't, I, I can see that weirdly enough. I don't know if I I don't know if I agree because it's like I think this doesn't need to be an action movie. Like I don't know if, I don't know what twenty forty nine is going to be, but I think we I think uh, we just reached the first time where I think something should be an action movie and you shouldn't. 
that's yeah, that's, that's yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, I don't Trump, think welcome to Trump's America, everybody. <laughs> Seven months in. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think action is the thing it needs, yeah. um, or at least not like you know, like true when you think action, like action sequences, but more. Like, are like, we talking about, like, giving Deckard somebody to fight for? Like, a, you know, they took my son, they took my daughter, my wife's in danger, blah, no, blah, blah. I don't even think about – I don't even think that necessarily. Um, that could help. I think that might have helped. Um, but I don't know. I just – there's – I can't really put my finger on it. There's just nothing – and it's like for tons of different characters, there are things you latch onto which makes you like or be interested in them. Like – uh, without trying to go write the Star Wars, but Luke Skywalker, he's introduced in that movie within the first scene, you're introduced to him, and he's, you know, a kid. He's relatable, at least to the majority of the audience. He's um, curious about so many different things. He's... Bi-curious, even. <laughs> uh, he's orphaned, uh, sort of. Um... And it's just like there's already multiple questions you're asking about him. You want to know about him. Um, and with Deckard, it's just here's a guy. You're told basically what he is in the opening scene, what what he used to be, and now he's back. And and there's and then you go to look to his personality. There's not really much there. Well, I don't think that's entirely fair. He just doesn't have a big personality. That's all. I guess because he's I, you know yes. he's he's stubborn and he's you know he's manipulative like he's good at his job but, you know he he kind of make uh in, early on in the movie he makes that replicant um kind of contradict himself and he sort of goads a confession out of him without like giving him a, con- a actually confessing anything you know he's he's a he's a smart guy he's he's tough he's gruff he's resilient there I think there are things that I think there are things that to him that are likable and that are interesting, but it's. I think it, the the problem is that Ford or Scott through Ford or some there's some disconnect there where he doesn't play those up enough. And I know subtlety subtlety is great, and I'm I'm always down for some subtlety, but with a movie like this where everything about it is so exaggerated and fantastical, where there's androids and this world is. You know the the entire human population is just in this one corner of the world, and like there's just so much going on that for the characters to be subdued feels strange. Yeah, like, even like this movie's a neo noir, and I've seen noir movies that are like you know you think of an old style like gangster movie where everybody's oh you know you oh, talking about this dame and all that kind of stuff. Like I don't yeah. yeah I don't have to talk silly, but there is no reason for them to be this. Actually, I, think, I was gonna say there's. I was, I was gonna say there's no reason for these people to be so depressed, but I mean there kind of is. But there's <laughs> there's no reason for them to be so monotone and one. And yeah, I think relax. I think there. I think a kind of a compromise between what you're saying is like you need more action, and me saying no is like I think there should be more urgency and more like intensity. Right. And I think that's that's kind of another thing. Like you were saying, it's like it's. Yeah, I mean, it's, I still it's, don't know how they what setup there was to the final confrontation. It just sort of happens. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah. And okay, all right. It's so it's just, and I don't mind if a movie is slow because mm-hmm. there are tons of slow movies that are like three hours long that I think are great. But it's just there's, I just don't think it fits. 
or at least the way it's done with this particular story, I don't think it works or it earns it, I guess. I don't know. This is, you know what this is? This is a, this is an art house movie dressed up as a blockbuster. That's, you're pretty much exactly right. And I understand that's a turnoff and, you know, that's so mother reasonable. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, okay. Well, not really a blockbuster. I would say, well, you know. a, a mainstream um, horror movie. There we go. That's better. Um, yeah, yeah. Where there is like a there is an intentional conflict because like one of the things about you know art house movies and like I'll I'll refer to there's a movie called the Ghost a Ghost Story that uh, Cody and I saw earlier that I absolutely adore. I need to see that. It's 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 interesting. Um, that one of my thing one of the things I hate about indie cinema and art house cinema is like there's no rule that you have to have your characters speak in like you know hush tones and you know sentences are you know six words long and there's a 90 second pause in between like you don't ha- no i don't know you don't have to do that to be art house you just have to be from a from a drastically different kind of perspective or sensibility than your, you know, your Spider-Man Homecoming or your Guardians of the Galaxy, your Batman Superman or something like that. And this is exact. I think that's exactly what this is. This is trying to be subdued, understated, while also being visually dazzling and hi- as high concept as a sci-fi movie has ever been, really. And that those two things do not merge very well. I don't know. It's 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 a complicated movie, and I think yeah. if this was just if they amped up the characters and the everything up just a little bit, it might have. I think I would have absolutely adored this and cleaning up the script in that end because you know, like we like I think you said, the the ending just kind of happens. <laughs> yeah. But it is, and I hate I I've said this about Avatar, so I'm kind of contradict contradicting myself. But it is visually dazzling. Like this movie is, it looks <coughs> like no other, and. You know, it's you can, you could honestly cut all the dialogue out and just play this movie, and I think it would work even better because just it's so visual and ugh, I love it so much. Um, so yeah, any other things that you like or don't like about Blade Runner? Um, I will say I like I think the the soundtrack is really cool. It's a really interesting noir yeah, inspired uh, music. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Um, yeah, I like that little ditty. Um. You know what? I'll say the it's nothing I ever generally don't ever think about, but the costume design yeah. is really really cool. Yeah. Does it feel like a you know? <laughs> and it's it's something I, I also didn't even pick up on. Um, I never thought about this when I first saw, it, but now watching, I'm like, this is literally like 1980s New York, but skinned over with like what Neon was lights. supposed to be like 2019 technology and like flying cars and neons and everything yeah. but it's actually los angeles what whatever yeah, no. <laughs> um yeah so uh that's kind of all i have to say about it i think it's i think it's real good um but it just a little bit more uh yeah any final thoughts on blade runner i don't like it, okay. But I appreciate things about it. Yeah, and I don't think this is this is one of those movies that like you're gonna appreciate with time, probably. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Talk. We'll talk again in five years, I guess. <laughs> I'll be 34. What? I don't know. Um. 
All right, so in lieu of watching, reading, and listening to, we might as well turn this into a pseudo-double. Can we talk about the fucking Truman Show? Yes. Oh, my God. I saw that movie probably around, uh, maybe close to the same time as Blade Runner. I thought it was cool. And then I, was, I wasn't I was feeling well a few months ago, and I had I got a Hulu account just for a month to you know because I didn't feel like paying. And I saw I was on there, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen that in a while. And I was like, wow. This movie rules. <laughs> Why don't we talk about this movie? Yeah, I I mean go you just saw it for the first time, so go ahead. Oh, it's so good. Um it's just this like I didn't even know what was happening. I didn't read I when I watch movies on Netflix, I generally don't know like what's happening, it's what Netflix? it's about or anything. Oh yeah, it's on Netflix. Dang. I think. No, it might have been on Amazon Prime. Oh, I don't remember. Um Sad. but I, I don't I knew I want I watch this just knowing it's the Truman show, Jim Carrey, everyone talks about it. Cool. I knew nothing about the plot, so I'm first fifteen minutes. I'm like, "What is this movie? <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. I'm very confused." And as this plot like just starts unraveling, I don't know if this is the way it's meant to be viewed, but as it's unraveling and I'm realizing what's going on, it's just a, it's blowing my mind. Um, and on top of all that, there's so many the the characterization and the story itself in Truman and uh, everything it's saying about um uh reality television and like uh just us and the way we view things and it's just uh it's so it's so like real it's just it's so i don't even know how to describe my feelings towards it it's just it's such it was like it was an experience i have not had watching a movie in a really long time mm-hmm. it was just it's one of the coolest things I've seen a really long time, so I love I love going back and watching older movies that everybody's like so hyped up, and then they just it pays off. Yeah. So. No, I agree. I mean, this it's it's fantastic, and I don't like again. There's no excuses for not talking about this movie as like peak 1990s. Like, yeah, Shawshank is great, Pulp Fiction is great, but what about the Truman Show? What about what is what about the Truman Show doesn't has excluded like. I think I think we don't talk about this movie as much because it's associated too much with um with Jim Carrey's kind of uh his hot streak that he was on whereas this is by far his most interesting movie. Like this is and it's his best movie. Easy. It's it's well I think thought out. I think I'd agree, I think I'd agree with that. Yeah. It's got I mean I normally I don't you know normally I don't really give two movies too much credit for like getting things right, but it it got things right and the thing I love about the about this the most is this sets up the idea that this guy's life is a TV show, and the steps that it takes to show how this charade has been kept for so long is just fascinating. Like they've built an entirely new reality, and like when there there's scenes where like he'll leave the he'll leave a certain room and people just immediately stop what they're doing and like you know watch or just talk amongst themselves like what's going on or uh, you know there's a couple of little spots like that and the and just this is one of those when the shoe drops kind of thing like when you when he starts to realize what's going on is and he you know like I said his reality just crumbles around him and he has to figure out what this all means or if it even means anything and that's just such a satisfying experience to have is like you know of course we're a couple you know we're a few steps ahead of him and it's just great to see him kind of catch up and see how he interprets 
you know, the world, really. Like, first he just gets upset, and he's like, first, well, first he thinks that everybody else is crazy, and then eventually he's like, oh, wait, they're all lying to me. And the turn that that makes is just brilliant, and it incorporates so many interesting themes, like you said, of, of reality TV, but um, even more, like, I, I just think this movie is about reality, about how you know you, you don't make your own reality. You know, this movie actually is a lot like Dark City, come to think of it, in very interesting and strange ways. Um, Cody, but, when you listen to this, watch the freaking movie already. Yeah, just, it's, the memes run. The memes run run its course, just please. It's a good meme. I, I, th- I think he just, he's doing because he knows it's funny, and I think it's funny. Uh, I gotta stop doing that. We're never gonna get back to this. I know, I've I've been sitting on the Wolverine for like a year. It literally, pre-Trump is when we, actually no, it might have been a little bit after, but um, but what else do you like about uh, about Truman Show? Other than everything, don't just say everything. I don't know, I just... Most things? Like I mean, it goes without saying, Jim Carrey, he's amazing in it. The way it all comes together and the way it all unfolds for someone who knew nothing about the story and nothing about what it was about was just amazing to watch um has this has the guy who made it did anything else interesting the director yeah uh director's peter weir he is somebody who i've been interested in checking out he's done let's see picnic at hanging rock which is a thing he did witness with harrison ford dead poet society Oh, okay. Green Card, Fearless, Truman Show, Master and Commander, and The Way Back in 2010. Mm. So he's kind of had he's had mm. an interesting career. Seven years between Master and Commander and his last movie. Weird. See, he's not dead, so that's good. Um, but but Truman Show, man. I feel like it, if I watch that again, it'll, it'll be in the discussion for one of my favorite movies. I think. Yeah. I think it is, and. The way that they introduce the plot twists, and it's like, in yeah, you know, the Ed Harris character is might be the most interesting part. He was a, he was awesome. He's literally playing God. Yeah, and the way that they show um, people watching the show, watching the watching Truman, watching his life is just and so. The, one other thing, I love the ending. The ending is brilliant the end of those two guys that are you know they cut back to like the different characters watching the show throughout the movie those two guys that are just watching in their living room the show gets cut off and they're like okay i'm gonna watch see what else is on and then it ends that's oh that's such a perfect way to end it Mm -hmm. uh i also really like the um uh the sylvia character yes she's awesome yeah like that's such in that's that's such an interesting foil of somebody kind of waking you up out of your, out of your own reality and kind of changing your perspe- perception of everything. And uh, yeah, it's just it's a it really is a brilliant movie and it's so 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 underrated. Um, and I mean yeah, we have Facebook Live now, so it was right. It took a little maybe longer than I thought it would, but or that at least makes sense it would. But it it got there. Um, Anything else on Blade Runner or The Truman Show? No, that's it. Great depiction of small town life too. That's the thing; it's so <laughs> so schmaltzy and can be done so poorly. But that movie kind of like, yeah, that's that's kind of how it goes sometimes. That's that's pretty legit. But all right. Uh, okay, so this is you know kind of a little one-off uh, bonus app, and next we'll be talking Kingsman. The Golden Circle, which is 
from all reports, a film that has been released. So we'll work to get confirmation on that. And then, very exciting, very exciting, right after that is a very important episode. That's our top 15 favorite movies of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is episode 98. That will be 99. And then, boom. Right on all, right on all your faces. So... Now is time to start agonizing, Josh. Now is now is the time. We all will to a degree. So I mean, I already have mine, so I'm good. Got to get in an order, though. That's all. Nah, there's no order. Top two are in order. That's it. It's not. It's not your top favorite movie. Fifteen favorite movies of all time. Definitive. That's the only list you get to make. It's what about because you said, by you the said time it changed. I, I know, but you said it changes by the day. I just want to know what are your favorite movies at the time that we record that episode. That's a, that's I, it. You can you can just we can disclaim it all you want. Like, these are not my favorite. I can movies make the list ever. an hour before we record, and it will be different by the time we record it. That's fine. I just want it at that because mine mine does too. I mean, if your movie if your favorite movies list doesn't change and fluctuate, then you're not alive. Or at least you gotta oh you know open your mind because if you really love a movie, how can you say definitively if they're all that much better than another? Like, yeah, there's your four or five, or even less than that, that you say, you know what, no, these movies are in a class of their own. They're in this order. That's fine, I have those, but let it, let, let the moment take you in. Be a, be a part of the moment. Those are your 15 favorite movies at that moment, just then and there. That's why it's a special list. So, won't work. Maybe you'll just, just do some last minute shuffling, and then we'll be good to go. So, uh, a lot of exciting things. So, Kingsman is next. And then favorite movies ever. 100th episode, baby. So until then, Josh and not Cody, take it easy. Later.